All right, hello and welcome. This is Shock Monkey Radio. I'm the Madman. Say hello, Hippie here. He is here. We got EK working the boards. He's got other stuff to do, though. So he's just going to set us off and running, push us off the dock, and off we go. And he doesn't love us anymore. I guess not. Yeah, he's a busy man. He's got a lot of things to do, a lot of things on his plate. FXBG Public Radio. I mean, he even had a Saturday gig this week where they were talking about baseball here in Fredericksburg. And you can go back in the archives and listen to that. I listened to that earlier today. I will have to because I was unaware there was actual baseball in Fredericksburg besides, you know, the college or little league or high school. Baseball's going to be coming. That's the point. Uh-huh. Awesome. <laughs> so check out that show. I listened to it. It was pretty damn good. Pretty, pretty entertaining. Wish I was there. Wish I didn't have to work. That was what I did this weekend. We usually start on weekends. What was your weekend like, man? Uh, restful. Really? You got to sleep? Got, you working? Uh, caught up on the sleep finally. Hours were redu- uh, have been reduced for not pushing so hard anymore. Thank God. Because I, I was out in this horrible weather this weekend. and I, I kept thinking, maybe at least... Maybe at least the hill hippie's miserable with me. But no, I guess not. You were safe inside, and I was the one who was soaking wet. Well, Saturday wasn't bad, man. It's like today. There was, you know, it was drizzling to light rain all day, but and the heat's been rising, but the humidity's been off the charts. Yeah. I just freaked out EK with that opening that can. He's like, who, who popped the mic like that? All, all I heard was the pop. It's, <laughs> it's on the board. No mic drops. Oh, mic drops. So I was the only one who got soaking wet this weekend. Yeah. That sucked, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's been a while since I've been that soaked. <laughs> it does you good. I guess. Makes my feet tender. hate when my feet get wet. You were talking about that a few weeks ago, about you're out there in the rain and you step in a puddle and you find those holes in your boots. Oh, like yeah. yeah, I've since then replaced said boots that had a gillion holes in it and yeah. the soles that were talking to me. And today, with uh, being out in the god-awful mud site that is where we've been working, plopped through many a puddle. Feet were dry. It was nice. Yeah, it really sucks when you have wet feet and you're working. Mm-hmm. Horrible. That was my weekends, uh, getting drenched upon by the... The rain that hasn't stopped yet over the last three days, right? Four days. You can look at it this way. Mother Nature just gave you a shower. I guess. But, you know, I can bathe myself, Mother Nature. Time to let me go. Time to cut the cord, Mother Nature. She never will. You will always be her little boy. Of course, you could have been, could have gone uber hippie like I have in the past, been out camping, storm coming up, find some soap root, and just la da 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 da. Hippie. Yes. It was an accusation. It wasn't a... And that was a confirmation. (laughs) You say it like it's a dirty thing, and it's not. I'm so proud of it. I mean, I'm all about peace and love and fixing the environment, but I'm not the kind of barefoot guy wandering in the woods looking for mushrooms kind of guy. No, that's me. I like the air conditioning, you know. (laughs) Yes, you are a slave to the man-made God that is room temperature. (laughs) I love it. <laughs> I love it. I like video games. I know you do too, but it, there's I don't get that wanderlust. I think I got it out of my system because of the Navy. You go to enough places, you're like, oh, the whole world sucks everywhere. So, oh, well, might as well stay in one spot. Yeah, but still, there's hidden little gems that you can just find that are like oh, perfect. And in that moment, they're perfect. You go back a week later, and they might be complete cessholes. But you just got to find those moments. Suppose so. So in between getting wet and stuff like that, I choked down season three of Supergirl. I have finished that myself. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Good. <laughs> I felt like I was like, he's not going to understand what I'm talking about, but you will. Okay, yes. good. Uh, yeah, you know, it's not like I'm not going to watch this stuff. Right. Okay. It's not like there's any good DC movies and their their television shows are the only things that are actually clicking. Right. And so, of course, I'm going to watch it. And I'm glad to see some B and C list uh, DC characters getting some screen time. Um, but just like those old Legion of Superhero comics back in the day, I mean, it it's bad. <laughs> it's so bad. And uh, 
and I'm watching this, you know, series of Supergirl, and you know, you get a couple of Legionnaires coming, mm-hmm. know, and and that's fine, whatever. You know, they had a for the Justice Society in uh, Le- Legends of Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Why the hell not? Right. And so I think I think that that's great, but I remember I l- reading those Legion of Superhero comic books in the '80s, and they were so bad. <laughs> <laughs> they were so bad, and you know what the season of Supergirl is too. Yeah, you know, and it's not like I'm not going to watch it, but uh, you can do better. You know, I liked the Supergirl up into this season. Okay, maybe part of the la- the previous season towards the end wasn't as good either. But well, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, this is the sexiest cast of characters on any CW show. Absolutely. I mean, on every single scene, I'm just like, Supergirl, you'd get it. Lena Luthor, you would get it. Saturn Girl, you would get it. Alex Danvers, I would murder all of these women to get with you. <laughs> she is the sexiest character ever, Alex Danvers. And I was so mad last season where they, oh, your mic got limp on you. Uh, they make pills for that. Apparently my mic needs them. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Alex Danvers. I love her, and then I was so mad at last season. They made her gay, and that's fine, I guess. But she, I did enjoy the breakup with her girlfriend this season. Spoilers. Sorry. That was fun. Because um, I was like, because what they were breaking up about is like, I want a, I want a child, and her girl's like, I don't want a kid. And so that's right. what they break up over. Real life issues. I get that. I really do. I'll put a baby in you, Alex. <laughs> All you got to do is ask, you know. I'll even back off. I mean, just that one time, that one special moment you and I would share together would be worth it. This is a fictional character, by the way. I'm talking. Of course. <laughs> I meet the actress, and she's 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 got like a, a Brit, an Australian accent or something like that. Because I don't even know who she is. Right. Know? So she's got an Australian accent, and she's real annoying. It could be the case. Could fall, be. fall in love with a character, not not an actual person. <laughs> Maybe that's my problem. Is I go fall in love with all these fictional characters. Yeah, so this that's like a yeah. These are the sexiest characters on TV, and Lena Luthor she'd get it so she'd get it so good. She'd get it all of them. It's like, and Supergirl, she's got that that body that is exactly like I like it, mm-hmm. and that's her biggest selling point for me. I'm not big in you know blonde hair, blue eyes. Oh, everything can get everybody can get along kind of girls, but I prefer more badasses. Like Alex Danvers is like, yeah, I'll fucking shoot you. I'll use my magnet, my super gadgets I got from the DEO to kick your ass. That's a <laughs> badass woman right there. She deserves so much of my my respect. But I'm not gonna turn away, Supergirl. <laughs> I mean, after, after all, she she could be saying so. Well, you know she's gay. There's no way you're ever gonna hook up with her. I was like, yeah, well, yeah, I guess I can hook up. But what's up, what's this deal with you and Monel? You know, right? What's going on? Is there something going on there? Because uh, you know he's married. On a side note, I'm not <laughs> Supergirl. <laughs> See, I'm on the uh, <clears throat> the opposite end of the spectrum with you there, uh, personality-wise. Both of the actresses are beautiful. But for me, as far as the personality of the characters written, I'd yeah. go for Supergirl. She's got much more of that hippie mentality that let's not resort to violence if we don't have to, peace and love. Where I feel like if I'd come home to Alex Danvers, I'd have to come home and be walking on eggshells. Hi, honey. And she just had a bad day, got her ass handed to her while working for the DEO or DEA or whatever the hell they're fucking called. And she's like, God damn it, you didn't take off your boots when you got in the door. Oh, fuck. I don't think I've ever seen her act that way. I mean, that would be funny if that was that was like what the arguments were about between her and Maggie. <laughs> this is like, wow, she's totally OCD about her place. And it's like, I didn't know until I started living here. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> this, is, this is the breaking point, right? Yeah. Well, you know, they've only got so long for the shows and they've got so much story, quote unquote, that they're trying to tell this season. So, you know, they I feel like they could they didn't have time to put that type of stuff in. Probably. But, but who wants to watch that? I really don't, honestly. Yeah, I don't want to want I don't want to see two lesbians breaking up over who who wants a child and who doesn't. That's not that interesting either. No. But I guess, you know, it's one of those things. The actress was going away, so they had to cover it somehow. Because yeah. all of a sudden, Maggie's uh, yeah, Maggie's no longer there. Yeah. Oh, what's up with this? Where, where is she at? Yeah, everyone's well, getting written out of the script. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of people getting written out of scripts. So, uh, 
Yeah. So I don't know what the deal with Monel and Kara is, but you know, even Monel is sexy. You know, I'm not so straight not to acknowledge that. And if and if he was like, "Hey, Kara, and I want you getting in on a three way with us," I'd be like, "Okay." <laughs> it's not because I'm gay. It's because I want to get naked with Supergirl. And I'm right. To it, so. You see, I'm agreeing with you all the way up to the point where you say Monel is sexy. I don't get me wrong. I'm not homophobic in any way at all. But just from my personal taste, I don't understand how the human species has survived because men are vile, disgusting, ugly ass creatures. How the hell women have sex with us is still blows my mind. True. I understand, and that kind of reinforces Alex Danvers' point, and I, <laughs> I understand. Um, but it's not like I look at a man and I say, well, I can't wait to get something in his of his body in my mouth. It's, it's not like that's that's not what occurred. I'm going to edit that out so well. I, I want to put I want to put that thing in his between his legs in my mouth. That's oh, even not, better. That's not that's not the impulse I get. I look at somebody like like a guy who's playing Monel, and I was like, "All right, Kara, all right, we got some competition in here. I can I can see that's an attractive man. He's a little bit more fit than me, a little more symmetrical. I get it. I get it. His his uh, facial hair game's more on point than mine. Okay. <laughs> okay. I get it. And he has money to have makeup people. And so <laughs> I'm just like, I'm trying to get, hey, Kara, you want to go get some drinks or something after work? And he's like, no, me and Monel are training, learning how to use our capes as weapons. And I was like, okay. Uh, I guess it's because he's hotter, right? Because <laughs> he's prettier than me. You want to come sit in on a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Wonder if that would be hilarious. It's like Supergirl just broke in through the ceiling. <laughs> Actually, yes. It's like, holy shit, you're listening to this? I love your guys' podcast. Hi, thanks for coming. You could have used the door because now I gotta fix the fucking roof. <laughs> and what sucks is that whenever she would be in her uh Cara Danvers role, that's mm-hmm. where I, that's where I like her the least. You know, when she's like, Oh, I'm I'm Tim Little Cara Danvers, you know. I hate that part of her. <laughs> It's like let your hair let your hair down, girl. You look really good like that in mm-hmm. that form fitting Supergirl suit. I got to admit, like that p- aspect of you. But if, when you're trying to blend in and act like a human, that's annoying as shit. <laughs> because Alex is the same in every single scene. You know, she's the same badass in every single scene. Ooh, I'm all timid and shit. Like, okay, whatever. Mm. Be Supergirl, right? Uh, you know. I kind of get the whole concept as far as Superman and Supergirl go is with having to have the secret identity and that way they can blend in and have their own lives. But you know what? Superman doesn't really need to do that. He can he can just go off and live in the fucking uh, forces of solitude. And bring everyone he cares about there. Right. And no one would ever know. But no. here's the thing. Yeah. How, Where how is you... Supergirl's Fortress of Solitude? How come she got left out? She's know. homeless. That's, that's a good question. <laughs> Poor Supergirl. She's got no piece of Krypton that she can call her own and go there and just be herself and, you know, just rage out and just break shit or learn from the yeah. mystics of Krypton. Yeah, Zorel. <laughs> Zorel just wasn't on point like the way that, you know, Jorel was. Right. You know, so, <laughs> come on, man. He's always living in his brother's shadow. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you're, and his dad's yelling at him. He's like, you're never going to measure up to Jorel. <laughs> he goes home crying. <laughs> True. I'm going to forget to put a Fortress of Solitude <laughs> crystal in my daughter's spaceship. She's going to get pulled into the Phantom Zone. She's going to get there, and all of a sudden, she's younger than Clark and Kal-El. Excuse me. Right. <laughs> and get... by the way, so many Kryptonians survived. Right. So, like a city's worth. Uh, hello. Did they... It's always portrayed that... There was no time all of a sudden, boom, it just happened. And Jor-El just happened to be studying the planet enough to know what was going down. That's why his family knew as well. But here it's like, okay, we've got a couple of weeks before the planet destructs. Let's start getting everybody out of here as quickly as we can. It feels like Krypton in that series is all over the universe. No one really died. The planet blew up. Yeah, so they lost a lot of their culture. But, you know, there's a city over here. There's a rogue ship over there. Some of them are on Earth, you know. Well, it's pretty audacious of you superman and supergirl i'm the last son of krypton i'm the last daughter of krypton it's like bullshit no you're not supergirl show is chock full of kryptons mm-hmm. the last uh, superman movie where he snapped zod's neck you know shitloads of kryptonians mm-hmm. 
There's so, a, a whole so many. A whole ship worth. <laughs> it's like, you, you got some balls on you, Superman. I'm the last son of Krypton. Bullshit. Even in the car, uh, the comics. Hello, the miniaturized city of Kandor. Right. Last son of Krypton? My ass. <laughs> You're probably not even the youngest son of Krypton. They're probably newborn babies sitting around yeah. in that bottle. People you, getting born. Can you imagine how teeny tiny those things would be? <laughs> it would be super tiny. It would. <laughs> They'd be like a fly you couldn't kill. That could fly through your head. Yeah. That'd be crazy if you had like the bottle city of Kandor and just took the lid off of it and just... <laughs> and scatter like a bunch of mosquitoes. It'd be like the worst swarm of no seams ever. <laughs> Kryptonian gnats No Can you imagine if Just riding your motorcycle And all of a sudden You run into a, a The swarm of Kryptonians Flying around Did just You would just You'd Swiss cheese instantly Miniaturized Swiss cheese Just blood to everywhere you just vaporize Liquefy whatever Just What the fuck was that New off New off brand With the kryptonite Right <laughs> you Guaranteed to repel Kandorians. Yes. And you will only glow green for an hour after you apply it. <laughs> well, what's funny is that, you know, even uh, kryptonite emits radiation, and that's what weakens people. And so right. Just thinking about getting to a point in your society where there's like a million people in Kandor, and all of a sudden you let them loose in like a swarm of gnats and Kryptonian gnats. <laughs> and all of a sudden you're, they're putting radioactive material in off. Just, Goddamn Kandor, Kandorian. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, at least with them, you wouldn't have to worry about malaria. Yes. Just them. They wouldn't get malaria. No, they wouldn't pick up the malaria, so you wouldn't have to catch malaria. It's just, you know, hemorrhaging from the inside as they zip through your body, not realizing what they were doing. Yeah. Or they just might, you know, circle the earth a whole bunch real fast. Send time backwards. Yeah, so Cher would not make that song. Poor Cher. I don't, I don't care one way or another about her. So that, that's pretty much my Supergirl rant. Um, I want a banger. That's why I kept watching it. Fair enough. The story. <laughs> yeah, I felt all of the Arrowverse shows this season, or the, well, these seasons of the Arrowverse shows, I felt like they were all weak. And usually Flash delivers pretty well. Yeah. I still was, I was a little disappointed with the Flash. Yeah. Well, we'll see where they go from here. I mean, it's not like I'm not going to watch it. Of course. <laughs> we'll just have to see. Okay, so I got a little space here for Hill Hippie's Garden. All right. What do you want to talk about, buddy? We're going to talk about an article that was sent to me by one of our listeners. We have a listener? Yeah, we had a listener. I'm not sure if we still do, but we have had a listener. Thank you for listening that one time. Right? Shout out to Becky for uh, sending me this article, paying attention to the show last week, and I was talking about cannibalism. Okay. Yeah, we were, yeah. I was sent an article about cannibalism entitled, I Taste Like Buffalo, Man Cooks Amputated Leg into Taco Fest for Friends. His own leg? His own leg. I guess that's ethically correct. At least it's not taken from somebody else. Now, I'm taking this article with a grain of salt because it literally the first line, uh, the first three words in it are an anonymous Reddit. Yeah. Fourth one is user. And, you know, anything that's on Reddit, you got to take words in. Yeah. (laughs) Smells like bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But let's hear what that says. Claims to have cooked up part of his amputated leg and served it to his group of friends. He uh, apparently got all the necessary uh, uh, clearance to be able to take his amputated leg home. You, yeah, you yeah you have to ask for for it. If you get something amputated, you have to get like put in paperwork to ask for it back. It's crazy. They I, take it. You have to go in there and they take it off you, and you got to put in a bunch of paperwork to get your own goddamn leg back. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> Okay, so there's a little bit, the story's graining a little bit of merit, because I thought that seemed like complete bullshit. That's true. Uh, After signing the appropriate paperwork, he brought it home and made the bizarre decision to cook this up for his friends. Eleven of them! Before it goes bad. Yeah. I understand. Now, number one, (laughs) I can't think of one friend of mine that if I said, hey, dude, you know, that motorcycle accident I was in a couple of years ago, I was never able to learn to walk. I had that leg cut off. 
cooking up some <laughs> beef tacos. Some, yeah. Uh, anyway, having nothing to do with that, I'm having a taco party. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then at dinner, that's when you reveal, how'd you like that? It was pretty good. It's like, yeah, it was almost like buffalo taco, you know, buffalo taco meat. Yeah. I was like, actually, it was my thigh, sucker. <laughs> right. <laughs> he said, describing the meal, he said, I taste like buffalo, but chew- uh, chewier, super beefy with little fat. I guess he wasn't too fat. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. When asked to give a rating of the taste of his leg, he uh, marked it a mere 6.5 out of 10, admitting that he had high standards. <laughs> Quoting the gentleman. Yourself. <laughs> and you have a high you standard. You have high standards? <laughs> so it's way better than a hot dog or regular burger. Maybe equal with regular bacon, which is pretty decent, but nowhere near as good as butter seared sea scallops or a rare South tenderloin seared in grapeseed oil in a cast iron pot. To be fair, sir, uh, you haven't been raised to be savory. Like so many, you haven't been injected with hormones to make you flavorful and full of water. I don't <laughs> to know. Be De- fair. Depending on if this man had uh, enough money or not to where he was, could be lazy his whole life, he could be Kobe like. Kobe? Kobe beef? I'm not familiar. It's a type of cow out of Kobe, Japan, where they're pampered. Oh, oh, right. So they, were, they got great marbling and it's supposed to be like some of the best beef in the world. It's like. A steak of this stuff is like five hundred dollars for a steak. Japanese man, when they do it, they do it, don't they? Yeah, he, he claims it was from a healthy part of the amputation. How? Well, what was it? An accident? How? Why do you have to lose a leg? Was it a disease? M- motorcycle accident. Oh, okay. And apparently, it was like uh, two years earlier. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. This, uh, he chose to have his foot amputated after a motorcycle accident two years ago left him unable to walk. Oh, so he tried for two years to live yeah. with it, and then, okay. And then he, he had enough of it, and so he's like, you know, take it off. I, I need to be able to walk again, and just, you know what, I, this thing has caused me so much trouble. I'm fucking cooking I'm, it, I'm and it. I'm eating it. <laughs> I'm going to show friend. you, leg. <laughs> Who's the boss? <laughs> right? Let's see, buddy, uh... The flesh was marinated overnight and sautéed with onions, peppers, salt, pepper, and lime juice before being served on corn tortillas with a tomatillo sauce. That's probably what I'd choose. I'd probably do enchiladas myself. That's because I just I like enchiladas better. But for a crowd, if you got like eleven people coming over, <laughs> yeah, I guess. Uh, how much weight? How much meat do you think is in the human leg? I don't know. There's a uh, did he put any parts in his freezer for later? Or? It doesn't really say on that. But if there is a link that on this article that I followed because it mentioned that the amputee shared several g- extremely graphic photos of the leg. And it seems to be from Hopefully just the- below the knee down. So we're talking calf, ankle, and foot. And what's scary is... The, That's probably the, just er- enough for tacos, yeah. Did the, what I saw cut off in the pictures that were posted was... Taken off the top of the foot. Yeah. Yeah. It was foot tacos. Yeah. At least based on what I could see. If this is, in fact, a real story. I guess, is that a crime? That's the uh, last portion of this story is, from a legal perspective, the United States doesn't have a federal law banning cannibalism. You'd think they would... One would think... But, okay. <laughs> Maybe the states have got it covered, so the, uh, the federal government said, yeah, Big, Big Brother's going to sit out on this one. Well, no, it's, it's you know, the shape-shifting lizards. They're like, well, we're not going to ban this, because what if somebody catches us eating them? Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, we can't can't ban cannibalism, because sometimes we eat people. The reptilians. Yeah, because we're reptili- reptiles, but we look like humans. And sometimes somebody going to come in the room and is like, oh, I got a guy's foot, and I'm chewing on it. It's not illegal. <laughs> and I'm not an alien. <laughs> I just like gnawing on my own leg. Maybe, maybe that was it. Maybe this is like the outcast of the reptilian society. He was, wasn't part of the elite. He doesn't get to make all the decisions. He's just the guy who's, you know, nobody liked, so they threw him off. He was the nerd reptilian. So now he's like, fuck you guys. I'm going to eat my own leg. 
Fuck you, I'm going to eat my own leg. Or maybe that's it. Maybe the 11 friends actually convinced this guy, you need to cut your leg off because you're not walking with it. So cut it off, get yourself a, a prosthetic, learn to walk again, and cook up that thing, man. Yeah, he probably had like two two guys over the night before, and they're drinking beers and stuff like that. And he's like, what am I going to do? Am I going to bury this thing? No, dude. Here's what you do. Invite everyone over tomorrow. We'll, we'll start a marinade tonight. And we'll, start, we'll cut off a good piece of meat, and we'll we'll do like tacos or something like that. <laughs> of course, they were drinking either Corona or uh, Dos Equis. Of course, maybe Modelo. Yeah, maybe Modelo. I feel like Dos Equis. Dos Equis. Yeah, that's the, that's a Dos, Dos Equis kind of idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the most interesting man in the world. I don't often eat human, but when I do, I eat my own leg. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Would you eat yourself? I mean, it's not like if because you had that part, and you're you're just your choices to like eat it or throw it away or. Before reading this story, the answer would probably been no. Now I don't know if if you know the option was there. It's like, well, maybe, maybe. What else am I gonna do with it? But knowing my lazy ass, I'd be like, you know what? I'd get sad. It's like it's yeah, it's not detached to me, but. I feel like I'd feel the phantom pain as I'm slicing off a hunk of calf. Just you'd start crying. This is my leg, man. And then, you know, you invite your friends over and they're like, let's say you didn't cook it right. Or, you know, you just, your your cooking game was off that day. You didn't season something right and your buddies didn't like it. Yeah, I really wasn't into it. Fuck you, man. That was my leg. I literally put myself into this meal and you don't like it? Kiss my ass. Just a little bit more salt, man. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I'm giving you some salt now, motherfucker. <laughs> you use lime in the marinade? Man, this is horrible. <laughs> It has nothing to do with your flesh. I'm just saying that I don't like the marinade. Well, the next time I amputate part of my body and cook it, you're not invited. <laughs> You've only got like three appendages left. <laughs> oh, man. I was trying to work in a Monty Python joke. No, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> well played, sir. Well no, played. I haven't. <laughs> oh, man. <sighs> Okay. So again, big shout out and thank you to thank listener you. Becky for bringing us that uh, article because that was fun. For all the giggles, we appreciate it. <laughs> uh, eat me. I mean that in a good way. Yes. In a taco form with yeah. some lime. Eat me, like with the taco. I wouldn't use the lime marinade. That's my point, is that if I'm cooking my leg, I'm not putting any lime in on marinade. That's just me. All right, and I would go with enchiladas. That's just me. I do like me some enchiladas, but I feel like in that taco scenario, some pico de gallo probably wouldn't win a long way. See, I don't like pico de gallo. Come so. on, man. Yeah, sorry. Um, so we have some errata. Follow up to a story we did last week. Remember we did talked about this waiter, um, uh, with the racist tips. Yes. His name was Khalil. Mm-hmm. And he got a zero dollar tip. On a $108 order. And we did a story last week where they there was a comment written on the top that says, we don't tip terrorist, circling his name. Right. And um, so here's here's the article. Here's the headline. Waiter made up story about racist tipper. What? Yeah. A Texas restaurant server cooked up a steaming hot hoax when he claimed a racist patron stiffed him and wrote, we don't tip terrorist on their bill, according to a new report. After further investigation, we have learned that our employee fabricated the entire story. Saltgrass Steakhouse COO Terry Turney said Monday in a statement to the Odessa American newspaper. The customer had been contacted and invited back to the restaurant to dine with us. Racism as of any form is intolerable and will always act swiftly should it occur in any of our establishments. Falsely accusing someone of racism is equally disturbing. Waiter Khalil Cavill, 20, or Cavill? I don't know. Who is black? They didn't mention that in the first article. No, but I think you and I were alluding to. Yeah, he's probably black. No, not probably black, but you know that he had not look like a standard. Uh, you know what people associate with terrorists yeah, to somebody they, of Middle Eastern descent, then, because yeah. it wasn't until they saw his name that they had an issue with it. Oh, he's one of those African Muslims, right? <laughs> so now, of which there's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so they claimed the patron stiffed him on a $108 meal and instead wrote a hateful message. Saltgrass officials said Cavill no longer works at the restaurant 
But Good. Yeah, but did not reveal how they determined it was a hoax. He probably... If it was his handwriting, they probably had samples of his handwriting to compare probably. it to. Um, and I'm, I'm sure if I were the manager of that restaurant, I'd look into that as well. Because mm-hmm. I'm well, not well, stupid. Wait a minute. They don't, they're not telling us wh- how they revealed that it was a hoax. Yeah. They're just claiming that it's a hoax. It could be a way so, to save face. Exactly. Yeah. This could be the uh, you know, the restaurant saying, yeah, you know, no, no, no. Let's just push this under the thing. We're going to fire this guy and just let it go. Yeah. It's just a waiter. But, you know, I feel like if that had been the case, we'd have already had a follow-up like the same day with him going to the uh, news media with saying, well, but, you know, they give it some time, and then they come out with this, and it's like, hey, it's uh, the way to, like, close it up, brush it under the rug, like you said. Right. So we just, I just wanted to bring that up. And um, well, Khalil, if it really did happen to you, stay strong. If you fabricated it, you're a fucking jackass. Because you're making it worse for people who really run into racists. Right. So, not cool, man. No. Not cool. Hey, Ghost Wolf Games, I noticed you're not making Sea of Thieves videos anymore. Is it because I called you out? Did you break his heart? Or is it the short attention span of your friends? Did I mention last week that I think all of you are colorblind and dyslexic? A bad combination to have for a sailor. Mm. Ghost Wolf Games. I'm just mad. I'm mad because you're not making any more Sea of Thieves videos. And I want you to make more. And, you know, I'm starting to get real angry. It's not like I'm going to go back and watch them all again. That's 114 hours minimum of watching time, Ghost Wolf Games. You better make new ones. Because you are responsible for my entertainment. And you carry that entire burden of my entertainment. Yeah, I have Netflix. So what? I finished season, season three of Supergirl. Don't judge me, Ghost Wolf. But you judge him. Yes, I do. Because I have the moral superiority. Uh, do you? Because I'm not colorblind and dyslexic. Are you sure he is? Oh, are you just making a judgment? I don't know. I think I've just been in a dick phase. Just being a dick. While you're being dick. While you're just, being dick. I've been a dick to everybody lately. I don't know. Well. I don't know. There is a lunar, I'm not, yeah, there I'm is not. A lunar eclipse coming, and Mercury is going to be in retrograde shortly. <sighs> okay. This is the dawning of the age of Aquarius. You better hope not, because I'm an Aquarius, and I will rule you all. <laughs> no, I won't. I'm a Taurus. I'm a, I'm a bull in a china shop. That fits well. Yeah. So I hear. So I hear. Hey, 633. I ranted a little bit about Ghost. I'm just, I'm bad. I want to I see some more Sea of Thieves. Did you rant or did you whine? I whined. <laughs> Critical hat style. <laughs> why make ghost? Why aren't you making any more CFDs game videos? Ghost. Come on, ghost. <laughs> oh man, maybe you'll actually listen to me if I did it that way. Maybe. Maybe. You want to get into the news worth knowing? Don't I always? Usually. Usually. Aha! Do they think no one would notice? Uh, L'Oreal owned company called racist accused of using Photoshop to make models hands appear darker. Now, um, I'm going to turn this laptop around so you can see the, this picture. Okay. Do you see what's wrong with it? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. The pinky. Mm, No. Yeah. 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 The pinky. True. Um, but the issue is also like the, the palm of the black hand. Okay. All right. It's, it's just as dark as the exterior side, I should say. What is that called? The lateral side? Dorsal? Dorsal. Let's go with dorsal. It sounds it's where good. you keep your dorsal fin. Yeah. It's where it would be. Yeah. I mean, you, on black people, their their palms are lighter in the back, but the, the palm area is the same tone as the rest of the hand. And it's like, but it's, it's that it's pinky freakish. is a dead giveaway. But the, but the pinky is not photoshopped because it's right next to the other white <clears> pinky. And, yeah, so a L'Oreal-owned uh, Korean beauty company, Stylen- Stylinata, has been accused of painting a light-skinned model's hand black in an advertisement for their nail polish. 
to be fair, they were using this orange color. And to, for a contrast, you kind of needed it. I don't know. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, in the ad for the layering nail lacquer, uh, a white hand and a black hand are intertwined, each sporting the same soft orange polish. However, Twitter users quickly spotted the unusual coloring of the black hand and claimed Stylonata had photoshopped it to appear darker. And there's a bunch of tweets about why oh, it doesn't look right. The stretch colorization. It's the, yeah. the flat, that white pinky that's intertwined in yeah. and with the... It's just bad. Somebody needs yeah, fired. But it's, but it's also the palm area where it's just like, who, who did this? See, that's the thing. That didn't even stand out to me. That just looked at, okay, what's wrong here? Uh, right there. It's like the fucking elephant in the room. Yeah, here's a one one tweet it says I think they just colored a pale hand and made it brown and that's why the brown hand's palm is also brown and that's why the one pinky that's linked through the pale hand is light even though it's attached to the brown hand mm-hmm. all this bad editing when they could have just got a black person right <laughs> that's why they're being called racist I, I why agree. don't you find a model that you know fits what you need exactly I don't know if that's called casting it is called casting yes it absolutely right? is called casting so I mean. It's uh, <laughs> just trying to save some money, and you you know, you know. Now they talk about whitewashing in Hollywood. It's not even ho- just Hollywood. It's whitewashing in the modeling industry too. Good lord. Uh, though neither Style Anata or nor L'Oreal have admitted the model used was Photoshop, Style Anata did apologize on Twitter for the advertisement and has removed it from their website. This is a quote from them: Style Anata Korea. We are sincerely sorry for the upset caused. We have since removed the picture and would no longer be using it to illustrate our products. L'Oreal did not immediately respond to Fox News' request for comment. It was like, we don't own them that well. (laughs) (laughs) We own them on paper. Right. (laughs) They are a separate entity, a subsidiary that we, you know, we just kind of just let them do their own thing. We really don't pay that much attention to them unless they're not making us any profits. But just the, who did that? Who photoshopped the hand? And that, that palm looks convincing. I don't. I've never seen a black person with their hand, their palm colors the same as the rest of their skin. Yeah, it was very much the same skin tone all over. Yeah. Uh, even just looking at my own hand, just the outer edges are yeah. darker. I'm, I'm pinker. I'm more pink because I'm white. You know, so yeah. I, I'm more pink in my palm side than I am my upper side, my uh, dorsal fin side. My hands are not a very good way to look at no, to because, right now. <laughs> Hardworking. So is your smart speaker spying on you? I told you guys. I told you you didn't want to listen. Didn't care. I'm already broadcasting myself on the show once a week. If somebody wants to listen in from the, uh, what do they call it, the TSO or not whatever that agency is, they really got nothing better to do than to listen to me in my bedroom at night when I'm in there watching my TV or fat, playing fat, my fat, video fat, games fat, 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 fat. or that. <laughs> You that's know, the most that, that, stuff. that's probably what they're going to get. <laughs> like me playing fucking Fortnite or Skyrim and good on you guys. I'm glad you were there to protect the world from my stupid horny ass. Anyway, if you're a smart speaker owner, or even if you've ever seen one at a friend's house, you probably asked yourself, is that thing spying on me? The answer, as it turns out, is yes. Sort of. By the way, this is an opinion article. No. Okay. Just a few weeks ago, a married couple in Portland, Oregon, Ford found out that their Amazon Alexa had listened to a conversation they'd had about hardwood floors and sent it to a contact in their digital contact list. They didn't realize this until they got a call from their husband's coworker warning him that he'd been hacked and urging them to unplug the device. <laughs> Amazon investigated the device and found that it misunderstood the conversation, hearing its name called and responding to what it thought a request was to send the message. Admittedly, it's a flute, but it's a telling one. Consumers all across America are welcoming smart speakers and smart technology to their homes, including to one report, nearly 20% of all uh, adult Americans have access to a smart speaker. But while these devices offer, offer us a new level of personalization and connectivity, they also open up a new pathway of invasions of our privacy. Innovative data thieves can uh, even manage to access a casino's database of its most extravagant patrons through cloud-connected thermometer in a fish tank. In other words, the more connectivity, the more vulnerability. And I've been saying this for a long time. That we should get that thing out of here. should take those things out of your rooms, man. It's not plugged in in here. 
good. Probably because I've been wanting to complain about it so long. Ghost! Why do we have that in here? To piss you off. And again, you know, if if somebody wants to hack into my life, good luck, jackass. <sighs> Much of these digital platforms, smart speakers, are constantly collecting data to increase personalization and speed of service. And I'm sure you want this as a consumer. Uh, instead of facial recognition of Facebook, there's voice recognition of Alexa. Uh, instead of the data collection via a like button or a search bar, the device collects information about your location, favorite products, news sources, and music. And instead of logging your type conversations with contacts, it records the ones you dictate and send to them. Mm-hmm. They're watching us. Maybe. Shh. Do they count as a listener? As an RSS subscriber. A subscriber? No. But, but uh, as a listener, yes. Um, if you're listening at home, please turn up your device very quickly. <laughs> turn it up real loud. See, here's the thing. With this story... Hold on. Hold on. Oh, okay. Is, is your device turned up? Hey, Google, subscribe to Shock Monkey Radio. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha, got you. Do I hear the Google thing going on I in there? I think you did. <laughs> We should have closed that door. <laughs> but here's the thing with that story, because I read that. It's not a brand new story. <clears throat> and I'm not 100% sure as with the, the Alexa, the Amazon's device, as much as Google's. I know with Google, you can have, there's like multiple settings for the response of what, how it responds to. You can have like just light responses, you know, where only the lights turn on to let you know that it heard you and it's going to respond. Or, you know, full, uh, just partial speak, then full speak. I've got mine on. I want that bitch to run her mouth as much as she can, and I keep her on at least 50% volume. That way, when she, you know, her pull, uh, drawstring gets pulled on accident, I know about it. Right. Because, you know, there's com- specific commands you have to put in in order to send the message. Therefore, if you're having a conversation with somebody, and you got the volume of your speaker set loud enough, you would know it. So I feel like either, A, the volume wasn't down uh was down too low on their speaker or they just had it set to a minimalistic amount of interaction between the speaker and the user. Right, right. Yeah, let's go on this next story. California waitress allegedly receives $2,000 tip from Tips for Jesus. What? Yeah. The mysterious movement where anonymous diners leave impressively large tips across the country and post about on social media originally started in 2013 and lasted until 2015. But in November 2017, Tips for Jesus resurfaced in New York uh, when Caitlin Cahill, that's a superhero name if I ever heard it, right? who works at a Guyer's bar in Manhattan, re- reportedly received a generous $5,000 gratuity, courtesy of the group. Over the last two months, the Tips for Jesus Instagram account has posted on three different occasions, the most recent of which featured, over, uh, featured evidence of a $2,000 tip. The lucky recipient, Jessica Stanford, works, uh, reportedly works at the Gotham Club in San Francisco. A bar, a bar inside AT&T Park where the San Francisco Giants play. She received the large tip from an anonymous patron on a four, $490 tab during the World Rugby Cup on Saturday. Okay, now it's explained. It's been rumored that one of the men behind the movement is former PayPal VP Jack Selby, who is allegedly dining at the Guyers the night Cahill received a $5,000 tip. Hmm. Um, you know... Your average F, uh, TGI Fridays waiter is not going to get this. No. But if you're working at a place called the Gotham Club, <laughs> inside where the Giants play, yeah, there's deep pockets in there. Yeah. So this asshole waiter already has a cushy waiting job. The righteous tra- job or whatever. Server. Gender neutral. Server. Okay. Yeah. So... I'm not too happy for him because there's no way I'm getting one. No. I mean, besides, she can't keep it. Can't keep it? Yeah. Because it's for Jesus? Exactly. So what, do you take it right to the church? I, I, what the name would imply. This money's not for you. It's for Jesus. Some dishwasher got real, real excited. It's for me. <laughs> it's for Jesus. Not Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. It's, it's about the same. <laughs> Come on, gals, guys, and cows. It's the actual pronunciation. The original language was Jesuits. 
Uh, Uber driver, Uber bans driver for live streaming passengers on Twitch. Have you heard about this? No. <laughs> Uber has permanently banned a driver for his creepy practice of live streaming footage of his passengers without the cassette. Hundreds of Uber and Lyft rides in the St. Louis area were recorded by driver Jason Gargak over the video platform Twitch as a form of entertainment and its online audience. <laughs> almost, on a, almost none of the passengers were told that they were being filmed, according to the St. Louis Post-Dispatch, which reported on his Twitch channel last week. <laughs> on Monday, Uber told PC Mag the troubling behavior in the videos is not in line with our terms and community guidelines, and we have ended our partnership with this driver. <laughs> Lyft has also deactivated his status. The safety and comfort of the Lyft community is our top priority, they said. Um, according to the dispatch, Gargak filmed plenty of embarrassing footage no one would want to be made public. The videos include passengers kissing, throwing up, and talking trash about friends and relatives. Oh, God. In some cases, full names were revealed along with people's homes. However, Gargak rarely told the passengers that he was live streaming. On top of all this, viewers on the Twitch channel routinely made sexual comments about the passengers and mocked. You've been on Twitch. You know what that's like. That's how it. Yeah. No. Yeah. I've been once. It was the sexual comments. This is is stupid. Mm -hmm. Uh Gargak told the dispatch he wasn't breaking the law and pointed to Missouri's one party consent rule on electronic communications. Nevertheless, the companies enabling his uh, live streaming decided to intervene. His Twitch channel is no longer hosting any videos and has been suspended. <laughs> so both Uber, Lyft, and Twitch have gotten rid of him. Kicked all him three of them smacked him on the pee-pee. This incident is stirring up debate over video cameras inside, inside ride-hailing uh, car services. Uber, for instance, does permit drivers to use dash cameras, but only for the purposes of safety. However, company spokesman says it plans to carry on clarifying its policies policies around video cam footage soon. <laughs> That's an innovative idea, but you should have known it was illegal, man. <clears throat> yeah. And I feel like he did, and that's why he didn't get consent from most of the people. Yeah. Um, I got three more stories. I want to end with the happiest one. So, um, uh, you know who Noah Syndergaard is? No. Okay, he's a New York Mets pitcher. Uh, and he had he is on the disabled list after contracting hand, foot, and mouth disease. What? What? Yeah. <laughs> All right. New York Mets star pitcher Noah Syndergaard will be placed on the ten day disabled list Monday after after he uh, contracted hand, foot, and mouth disease. Syndergaard Syndergaard likely caught the virus, considered rare in adults, when he made an appearance at kids baseball camp last Thursday during the All Star break. The team said Mets manager Mickey Calloway said the disease could be the reason why Syndergaard's velocity was down in Friday's game. <laughs> Can't throw good when your hands in your mouth. Hand, foot, and mouth. Are you serious? This is a quote from Cal- Calloway. I guess it's very uncommon in adults. Period. He said on Sunday, "It's kind of odd. Maybe the first DL stint in the Major League Baseball with hand, foot, and mouth. I don't know. A record or something." <laughs> It probably is. Man. It very well could be. Uh, Calloway said it took a toll the other night. He had trouble breathing. That's why he saw his fellow down. Who talks like that during the game? Fellow. Could, yeah, velo. Velo? Velo for velocity. His fellow fellow oh. down. During the game, he yeah. couldn't quite figure it out. But I put my hands on his legs and said, hmm, that tastes good. To talk to <laughs> I felt yes. his yeah. She, he put his hands on his legs and he felt his legs sh- and uh, he felt his legs shaking. He was weak and run down. Hand, foot, and mouth disease is usually seen in children under ten, according to WebMD.com. The medical website said the virus is characterized by a rash of small blister-like sores in the palms of the hands, soles of the feet, and in the mouth. Boom. Symptoms include fever, sore throat, headache. <laughs> it's contagious. Very contagious. It's very contagious. Saliva, fluid, blisters. Uh, meaning a, even the ball, if he's throwing a baseball. <laughs> Infected baseball! So what the fuck was he doing with these kids? 27 strikeouts. Nobody wanted to touch it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said. That's depressing. Not a long-term thing. Hopefully he misses one start. Yeah, probably will miss maybe one. Uh, he has a 2.89 ERA. 13 starts in the season for the Mets. He has recorded 83 strikeouts. Syndergaard may have been a trade chip, trade chip for the woeful Mets. But the latest health news is likely to complicate any efforts to deal with. 
We don't want a guy with head, foot, mouth disease. Right? Uh, he only just recently returned from the disabled list. I think he's trying to get sick. Maybe. Yeah, the only treatment for this is acetaminophen. <laughs> just take aspirin and wait, dude. That sucks. It's got to be like the worst, worst way to be put on the DL. Goddamn kids. <laughs> Dirty ass kids. I still, it is some sort of bodily fluid from a kid got into this guy. What the fuck was he doing at that camp? If I was a parent of a kid who went there, I'd be a little concerned. That's not sexually transmitted. It's hands, foot, and mouth. It doesn't mean he wasn't locking lips with him. Saliva. Do you think child molesters do that? They kiss? They kiss them on the mouth? I don't know, because I don't want to fucking think about it. All I know is if I was John, a little Johnny's daddy, I'd be finding out exactly what happened to that fucking camp. All right, I'm not going to go down this pedophile rabbit hole that my mind is. Ew. <laughs> Ow. Okay, let, I'm going to... Let's continue, keep on baseball. Let's keep on baseball. <laughs> Just think about baseball. Just think about baseball. Okay, okay, I can keep going. Just think about baseball. <laughs> uh, millennials outraged after a baseball team advertises Millennial Night with avocados, participation ribbons, and napping stations. <laughs> this is from Montgomery, Alabama. Oh, God. If I say lover of naps, selfies, and participation wish uh, ribbons, would you say millennials? Yes. According to one Alabama minor league baseball team, those are the pillars of life for people between before, uh, between the 80s and 2000, along with avocados, craft beer, and safe spaces. Um, in, in an effort to bring younger fans to the ballpark, the Montgomery Biscuits are hosting a millennial night this weekend, but their advertising on social media set off an eruption of mixed feedback from the very group they're trying to attack. The Tampa Rays AA affiliate, uh, currently with a record of 15-11, uh, tweeted last week, Want free things without doing much work? Well, you're in luck. Riverwalk Stadium will be a millennial friendly on Saturday, July 21st, with a participation ribbon giveaway just for showing up, napping, and selfie stations, along with lots of avocados. What's with the avocados? I guess millennials like avocados. All right. I don't. Um, Vice President of Fan Engagement, Mike Murphy, told Fox News that just one of the 70 promotions the Biscuits offer for their home games, including Outdoors Night, Military Wednesdays, and Autism Friday Night. Um... The season marks a full year under a new management. The team is testing out its funny bone. <laughs> Quote, 80% of people in our front office are millennials, including myself, and we're just having fun some of the uh, with some of the cliches that some people point out about millennials, Murphy said. The tweet advertising Millennial Night has since gone viral. Nearly 700 retweets, 600 comments, and 1,500 favorites. The backlash on Twitter was swift criticizing the post for insensitivity and thoughtlessness. One tweet read, as a non-millennial, I think your copy was supposed to read Riverwalk Stadium will be will have a condescending promo intending to ensure millennials never visit again. <laughs> he sounds like he's my age. Right. It's <laughs> <laughs> just that cynical. Dallas Godshall, 21, says he expects the attendance to decline after the advertising. Quote, I'm not going to go to it, so it didn't work on me, he chuckled. More than targeting millennials, it's sort of targeting older generations who like to make fun of millennials and like to say that millennials don't like working and don't like caring for themselves. Then you get it. Exactly. Welcome to adulthood, millennial. Uh, though this, though for every angry comment, there appears to, uh, another appears to fire back in defense. One person tweeted, Bravo, Biscuits. You know millennials won't dig in unless it's gluten-free. <laughs> another Twitter user said, If you're offended by... If you're an offended millennial complaining about this, aren't you basically furthering the stereotype? Hashtag think about it. Yep. <laughs> Murphy said the team is sorry if its advertising is offending anybody, but they are standing by Millennial Night and would not change anything about their approach. After the initial explosion of angry tweets, the Biscuits took to Twitter again, urging everyone who's offended to fight their battles in real life. Slang for, in, for IRL. Slang for in real life. Mm -hmm. And submit a valid complaint in person. To the Millennial Night Think Tank. <laughs> Here's a quote um, from pitcher Benton Ross of the team. After throwing the ball around at one of his teammates in unignorable heat, Ross told Fox News, if it's insensitive, then maybe they should just have a thicker skin. <laughs> I think we're done with this article, right? Yes, I think so. <laughs> Oh, I love you, millennials. We're just fucking with you. Grow thicker sand.
All right, now I just, uh, we got about five minutes left, so I want to do the one happy, happy story. Happy, happy, joy, joy. Where apparently only good women come from the United Kingdom. A woman says she helped save six lives after, lives after posting heartfelt messages on a UK bridge. A teenager who wrote dozens of uplifting notes and attached them to a bridge in England helped save six lives, police said Sunday. Paige Hunter, 18, attached more than 40 heartfelt notes uh, to the Wearmouth, excuse me, Wearmouth, England, Wearmouth Bridge in Sun- Sunderland? Sunderland? Yeah, Sunderland. In an effort to offer solace to people facing a mental health crisis, Northumbria police said in a news release. The notes included such messages as, even though things are difficult, your life matters. You're a shining light in a dark world. So just hold on. For one more day. <laughs> Hunter, a student at East Durham College, returned to the bridge this week where she was presented with a framed certificate by Pitt commending her good deed. Quote, we thought it was important to applaud the work Paige has been doing to help uh, she has given those in Sutter- Sunderland who are going through a mental health crisis, Chief Superintendent Sarah Pitt said. Pitt added that Hunter should be very proud of herself and went on to say, it's more important that we encourage people to speak out and raise awareness of mental health issues and the impact on people's lives. That's true. It's the only positive thing you can do. In that. Right. Anyway. Uh, Hunter said she posted the notes because she wanted to help people. She called the response she received inspiring. I wasn't doing this for an award. It was just something I wanted to do, the teen added. It's just amazing, the response that it's had. The United Kingdom's National Health Service encourages those who are experiencing suicidal thoughts to call Samaritans, a, an emotional support hotline at 116123. I don't think we, I can get that number. Probably not. But um, 18 years old, and that was her instinct. <clears throat> And yeah, like you said, amazing women come out of uh, the UK. Mm-hmm. I know my dream girl's from the UK. I know mine is too. She's in Canada though. <laughs> uh, she, I don't know. She did a she did a post today on Instagram with a Alanis Morissette quote, and I almost wanted to do a Dave Coulier quote. <laughs> How could you resist? It was like. Uh, 15 minutes before the show came on, so I was like, I don't have time to craft a well-thought-out Instagram response uh, to my beloved, okay, Her Majesty. See, I think just off the cuff would have been better. Just, no, those have backfired on me. You're just not as funny as I am. Well, it's, uh, you know, if I write notes and I'm pinning them on a bridge, you know, it wouldn't be what this girl's doing. No, of course not. <laughs> I'd say I'd say something. Drop a tape recorder one second before you jump. <laughs> Good God. That's what I put on the bridge. Or at least something like put a trampoline at the bottom, see if it works. <laughs> Have you got your parachute from Acme? <laughs> Or just something on the side that says, meep, meep. <laughs> well, I mean, it's just, uh, I guess I'm thinking about that, what's that movie, uh, The Invention of Lying? Have you ever seen that? Yes. Yeah. Interesting, just, interesting, interesting movie. Yeah. But, I mean, it's, um, I just wonder what, what the suicide prevents, because here on bridges around our town, you know, they have like, you know, mental health crisis and the mm-hmm. phone number for people who's like, on the bridges because people have jumped off these bridges. Right. People I know have jumped off these bridges to kill themselves nearby. I mean, and I don't want that to happen. No. And I'm sure this young teenage girl from, from the UK doesn't want that to happen. That's pretty obvious. Yeah. But you don't put someone like me in charge of posting these notes. No. Uh, yeah. You yeah. Let's put a guy in, named Madman is the guy who's behind all the moral support for those with mental illness. It sounds like a great no, idea. No, that's not who you pick for that job. No. You pick a teenage girl from the UK who, like, that's what she wants. Who actually has a heart? Yeah. <laughs> Ow. What's up with people hurting me lately? It's because I'm being a dick, isn't it? Yes. Well, it's been about an hour. You can't want to go home. Everyone's hurting my feelings. 
You don't no. have any feelings. I do have feelings. I do have feelings. It's just on my skin. That's where they are. There you go. That's where my feelings are. They're on my skin. Anyway, I'm the Madman, and uh, please check us out on social media, Facebook. Look for Shock Monkey Radio Redux. Look for me on YouTube. I'm the Madman Lowercase, like it's my last name. Lowercase is the last name. Uh, I'm the Madman, and I love you. Who are you? I'm the Hill Hippie, wishing everyone peace and love.